0: More of the Josh Scanlon podcast?
1: Please. Please.
0: Here you go. The Josh Scanlon podcast starts right now. Good February 26, 2019, my friends. Welcome again to another episode of the Josh Scanlon podcast. This is a treat for you all. Uh, Man, I cannot wait to share this one with you. Uh, I interviewed a a friend of the show, uh, actually a friend of me, who's helped me immensely with my business building, uh, Nicole Sauce, uh, part two, because we interviewed her back in May of last year. Uh, Nicole is our coffee uh, roaster extraordinaire. She's our resident expert in all things coffee, but this time we're not going to talk about coffee as much, a little bit uh, but we're going to talk about the self sufficiency workshop she's going to hold on April 25th through April 27th. And uh, she's about an hour east of Nashville, so between Nashville and Knoxville. And it's just, it is going to be, I mean, I'm, <laughs> it's going to be absolutely spectacular. So they're going to inter- Nicole is going to have a guy named Sean Mills who's from Tennessee as well uh, from HackMySolar I interviewed Sean a long time well not a long time ago about nine ten months or so ago, and he's going to dive into energy and in they're and he's going to build. A rocket mass heater so Nicole uh, can be more self-sufficient when she's uh, having to heat her pump house. Because if you have a pump, uh, <laughs> you need to have the you can't <laughs> you can't have the pipes freezing. Let's put it that way. And so anytime you have a water supply and it's outside, it has to maintain itself uh, or else it's going to freeze and burst. And that's not good. So uh, Sean's going to build uh, from scratch for all to see a rocket mass heater. Uh, which is just freaking awesome to keep the pump, uh, the, the pump house from uh, the pipes uh, bursting uh, the other way around that, uh, and and you can watch. Then we get a guy named Sander Katz uh, who Nicole, I don't know who this guy is, but Nicole said he's one of the preeminent, preeminent authorities in all fermentation, uh, wild fermentation. He's going to talk, uh, give a demo on that fermentation. And if you're familiar with all fermentation, it's, uh, it's basically you know yogurt, uh, uh, which Nicole will say cheese a sauerkraut all this stuff is fermented yeast uh things uh, you know you know uh, alcohol and it's good for your gut man i i completely i think that and nicole brought up a good point is that we've gone to so many modern techniques of cooking uh could it be that we're getting rid of, of some of the stuff that actually our body needs and that's you know uh, uh microbacteria for the gut and whatnot and probiotics and and fermentation is good for that so it's gonna be interesting uh, for Sander. Uh, Nicole said she's going to demonstrate how to make your own mozzarella cheese and uh, with cheese generally, but mozzarella specifically. And I said, man, you've got to be kicked. Kill me because, man, do I love mozzarella. I love mozzarella cheese. Yeah, I'm, I'm German-Irish uh, with some Scandinavian there. I probably should have been Italian, frankly, because I love me some mozzarella cheese and Italian food. Oh, man. And Nicole says, oh, it's easy to make once you know how to do it. So, man, that, that's going to be awesome. Uh, she's going to have a lady who uh, actually gave up her crappy old job as an engineering and literally just wandered through the mountains. Appalachia members, Appalachia, not Appalachia, Appalachia, says uh, my friend Je- uh, Jessica Stansberry, who's from up that way. And uh, not just Appalachian, but also uh, she would hike some other trails out there. I think the West Coast as well. Uh, and she's going to talk about what you need to do to prepare for that kind of uh, to a leaving corporate world and B what you're going to need to do next to uh, to build some self sufficiency in your life. Uh, I can talk to Patrick Rohrman who does mtknives.net. Uh, and he covers uh, razor sharpening your knives and how to do it correctly because a lot of uh, piss poor sharpening is done, and that's not good uh, for your knife set. Uh, you can actually ruin them pretty drastically if you're not doing it correctly. Uh, they're going to talk with Brett Corye, Air, E, there you go, uh, from BrettChef.com. He's going to cover charcuterie, and that's, uh, <laughs> sounds <laughs> sounds like making wonderful beef and meat. On the grill, be it barbecue or uh, gas. I don't know. But, man, it just sounds uh, delectable. And he's going to cook all the food there. Uh, Dory Mulder from 40 Acres in a Cave will come and talk how to glean value. This story is just – her story is fantastic. I can't wait to hear this uh then a Kurt Dugger is going from Freedom Photography we'll talk about how to build a network before you need it uh so we want to make sure that you're prepared uh before uh, the bad times come and this is why I always talk about insurance uh, from a financial planning perspective you don't want insurance when the house is burning down uh, no one's going to give you a policy at that point you want insurance before then when it's cheaper and you don't need it uh, you'll never have as cheap as that point again so you want to build that network before you actually need it uh, and then finally, going to talk about, uh, oh, this looks fantastic. Uh, Dave Oswald from uh, ciderhollowfarms.com is going to talk about how to graft trees. And grafting trees is very, very interesting to me. Uh, I, I find it uh, you're taking a branch off a peach tree, put on an apple tree. and just, or, I mean, look, I'm not an expert when it starts the imagination, but if you're looking at a budding business, Uh, maybe selling baby trees, for instance, and you're like, well, how do we do this? Well, if you know how to graft trees, man, I'm telling you, you can create a whole bunch of money by grafting trees and selling them to uh, your neighbors. Uh, I have a ginkgo tree, for instance. Can you graft that? I have no clue, but ginkgo trees ain't cheap. And uh, I'm telling you, people pay top money for it. So if you can learn how to graft them, man, that's, man, even just for own use. I mean, if you can graft trees that you can use and build your own food forest, I mean, how awesome would that be? All right, but and for a special discount, Nicole is offering. Uh, I think she said two dollars off a pound of her uh, roasted coffee that she actually roasts herself. And I'm going to put a video uh, link uh, to her where she goes over her roasting, which is looks just fantastic. Uh, so if you if you go to Nicole's website, what she does is she has. Um, coffee from all over the world sent to her. And she has a subscription service for 25 bucks a month. You get a pound of her choice coffee of different sorts, different varieties. It just sounds awesome. And she's going to give you a a $2 off that pound. So basically 23 bucks a month. uh, And you get uh, for free. Well, not free, but free shipping sent to you Nicole's favorite coffees that she's found throughout the world that she actually roasts in her Property there, I, I just it's awesome, man. And uh, and so if you sign up within the next 30 days, uh, you get two pounds two dollars off each pound. So what was 25 bucks or 300 would be uh, whatever that is 274 bucks, I get 276 bucks uh, for 12 pounds of coffee of different sources. Uh, just I, I'm gonna do it. I think it's awesome. So Anyway, uh, this is going to be a great, uh, a great uh, event. I think if you came and attend the event, you'll like the the podcast nonetheless, uh, because she talks about all kinds of different things, just with various techniques of you know, just basically being self-sufficient. And when I talk about self-sufficient, um, I don't just mean like having solar panels. I mean, self-sufficient that you have your resources at the ready in case something goes awry. That means money, sure. but also means health. I think health gets overlooked a lot, which is why I really hark on, harp, harp on, maybe hark, hark the Harold Daniel sing yeah, hark, I guess, I really hark on uh, your ability to quit your crap old job before it puts you in the ground, um, in the ground, because if you're working in a place that's literally killing you, uh, yeah, that's, that's not good. And you're not going to be self-sufficient if you don't have the the mental or physical capabilities in which uh, to deal with a day at hand. And I, I just, I, I, I find it sad, actually, how many people are like that. I was there, man. Trust me. I was there. And the freedom you can find in doing your own thing, it's, uh, man, I love it. And you will too. Now, that doesn't mean just get up and punch your boss in the face and say, I'm out of here, you know, scumbag. But it does mean that you think this through like, okay, what's my vision? What do I like to do? Where do I see myself? And can I make any income doing what I like to do? Now, I will tell you a lot of people say, well, other people are doing that. No, no, no one else is doing that like what you do. I mean, there's 8 million people on podcasts and YouTube, and whatnot, talk about financial planning. No one does it like I do. And you no, know, some people hate it. They tell me, die, ah, you're an idiot, or what, uh, whatever. I don't care. But obviously, enough people like it that I'm still doing it. And, you know, how many other people out there, knife sharpening, for instance? Well, it's probably a bunch, but no one else does it like, you know, Patrick Horman. How many other people are doing coffee roasting? Uh, Probably a bunch. No one else does like Nicole. And so if you can find that thing that you enjoy, and I was talking to Nicole on the podcast about, you know, uh, why not just become an importer? And she goes, she didn't like that because basically an importer, you got to take the the coffee green and then you got to roast it. And for her to focus all her time on importing it, that means she wouldn't have no time to roast it. And she likes to roast it. And I'm going to show, again, I'll put a link in the show notes about a video where she does that from scratch. Um, I just find it to be uh, i I'm telling you, man, there is a self-sufficiency movement and it's almost like the best of the old hippies combined with a libertarian conservative can do attitude. It's a, uh, just where people are just content to let people live, to help people um, and not judge you according to who you are, uh, where you're from your assets or anything like that. It's just, it's a, uh, there's a growing, and I I say growing movement, I don't know, but I, I do think it's it's a growing movement of like-minded individuals and like-minded isn't you know voting Republican or anything like that. It's like my I said, just leave me the hell alone, I'll leave you a hell alone, but I'll help you and you'll help me. And I just and I think that's what I just think it's so wonderful. And on top of that. It's 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 community oriented. And that's the concern. I shop at Walmart, Costco more than anybody. Um, the drawback about these places, it does take away the community aspect of your local uh, homegrown shop. Now, That doesn't mean mom and pops are are the best things to slice bread. I, I don't mean it like that because I'm not one of these people who say, oh, mom and pop are are destitute because walmart and costco i mean there is some i think there's some legitimacy to that but i don't that doesn't in of itself mean oh we got to keep mom and pops with all their inefficiencies and, and horrible customer service and overcharging the price and whatnot but i do think there is a community that is lost uh, when we focus on big box stores when we focus on buying stuff on amazon and a way to get back that community is to be part of a group of like-minded people again not politically like-minded but just freedom people who say look I just want you to do what you want to do, as long as you leave me alone. And when you have a time of need, I will be there for you, and you'll do the same. And that's, uh, you know, I think back to my parents. I think that's the kind of community they they were trying to strive for when they were in a commune in New Mexico, uh, and then they went to Maine. Um, and, and those were the old hippies. And I and I find that uh, that that was there's a lot of. A lot of people, men will take advantage of that, let's just put it this way, um, and take advantage for that to become a leader where they couldn't be a leader before, uh, just to take advantage of of right-minded people and uh and and use those right-minded people naive naivety, naivety, their naiveness, I guess, uh, for their advantage for power seekers. And um, and I just find that to be too bad. And that's one of the reasons why the hippie movement died, because too many people got in there just because they're I hate to say it, but try to get with chicks and want to be powerful. Um, and they're recognizing the naivety of, uh, of some of the, you know, of the fellow travelers because it's not a commune is a communistic and not, not in the sense of Stalinistic, but con- communistic where, you know, we're going to help each other, but still at the end of the day, everyone's got to pull their weight. And if, if a few are not pulling their weight, and the others who are, are being burdened more and more at some point, the others are going to say, screw this, I'm out. And that's what happens to the communes with the hippieish way we just all you know have peace and love and and that's fine in itself but the reality is that you know the capitalistic mindset, the anarcho-capitalist which says look uh, you know all for one but all for all but it's going to come from one first which is my you know the, almost the Adam Smith methodology of my desire to help myself, leads to a better society for all because your desire to help yourself and my desire to help myself will not conflict. They'll actually support each other. Your ability to make the candlestick, my ability to make the bread, and then we trade value for value, uh, That that's huge. Whereas in communism is like, hey, I don't have any bread. You have two loaves. I want one. Well, what are you bringing to me uh, in a, for for consideration my extra loaf of bread, nothing. Cause we're, you, we share and share alike. Yeah, but you're not sharing anything with me. With well, the anarcho capitalistic is we are sharing, but we're sharing to the extent that everyone brings something to the table and not just uh, an empty hand in a, a hungry heart, a hungry belly where they're not going to do anything. At some point, those people will got to be, you know sent packing, and and, uh, and that's what I think the new version of the hippie I hate to say hippie movement because a lot of people are ah, hippies you know thinking back I just not like that it's a, it's a libertarian minded conservatism. I just I see it man I see some of these guys on YouTube you know Tim Poole I'm watching this guy now recently Matthew Christensen who are natural guys from the left and they see the excess of the left. And they see the 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 right, the you know George H W Bush right, the the Connecticut Yankee kind of right, uh, which is just it's it's elitist, and and they don't like that either. And they they find you know the the excess of the left with the just insanity, and then the the hostility towards this kind of individual thought on the you know the waspiness of the right or the old school New England right. Uh, those days are, I think, uh, there isn't many people like that that much anymore. And the excess on the left is driving a lot of people towards this more libertarian conservative mindset, where do unto yourself as long as you don't bother me. And I think it's wonderful, and I and I love I love being a part of a community like that. Um, it just it gets you fired up, man. No other way around that. But anyway, uh, so Nicole's workshop is three days at four hundred bucks. You don't have to attend all days. You don't have to. It'll be discounted too if you uh, don't sleep in their tent. Um, it's just, it's, uh, I just think it's great. I, I love it. I love to promote it as much as I possibly can. Nicole does run corporate, uh, you know, business, what's the word I'm looking for strategies, I guess. And, uh, but her focus is on her really enjoyment and love is to help small businesses like your old buddy, Josh, kind of get off the ground with some techniques and strategies on, Hey, how about this? Or, Hey, how about that? And, uh, and sometimes you just need someone to kick in the butt and say, no, that's probably not going to work. That does mean. You have to listen to it. That just means there's a side point that you might want to consider that Nicole will tell you and uh, she's not afraid. I and mean, that's that helped me immensely for sure to get off the ground. And just again, the boot in the butt is, is a is a huge thing. So. All right. So I'll let you listen to the podcast. Uh, if you do want to uh, get the coffee, it's Holler Again, I'll put a link in the show notes. Show notes. Uh, this, the, the coupon code is, Her- is Heritage Wealth Planning. Uh, if you want to just do the one time pay thing, you probably got to contact Nicole uh, simply because you want to make sure you get uh, two bucks off each pound you're in a buying as opposed to two bucks off just the first orders because it does come out monthly and it just arrives in your post box. It's freaking awesome. I haven't done it yet, but I'm going to right after this. I'm going to do that. Can't wait. So as always, if you like the podcast, uh, don't forget to five star rating, you know, tell people about it. Certainly go to youtubecom slash Heritage Wealth Planning like the YouTube channel. Uh, sign up for my blog at heritagewealthplanning dot com, and email me at josh at heritagewealthplanning, and we'll see you next time. All right, thanks, guys. Look forward to the podcast. All right, folks. Well, again, welcome again to a uh, to a good friend of mine, Nicole Sauce, uh, who does the podcast "Living Free in Tennessee." And uh, I I interviewed Nicole yeah, about probably back in May. And Nicole uh, was a big help for me in getting my own business off the ground in terms of uh, just, you know, giving me the structure, the context, helping me with my book marketing. It's just a wonderful person. Uh, it's just interesting as all can be. But this time, and by all means, I'll put a link to the show notes about the last time I interviewed her where we talked a lot about uh, coffee roasting and whatnot. Uh, but Nicole's got a huge workshop coming up in Tennessee uh for self sufficiency and things of that nature, which I think is absolutely wonderful and I wanted to just kind of have Nicole on the podcast again to tell us about that you know just what people can expect from 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 the workshop that she's designing uh the labor intensity because it's very labor intensive to do this stuff, and just the fun of being i mean just self sufficient just doing your own thing so Nicole, welcome again I am so so free to be here
1: well, thanks for having me on the show. <clears throat> Absolutely.
0: Um, so first first and foremost, just real brief, uh, Nicole, tell us about you, who you are, you know, what your gig is and you know, I know you got eight thousand things in the fire for uh, you know, your mind is going a million miles an hour, I know that, but you know, tell us just reintroduce the audience to who you are and uh and, and what you do if you don't mind.
1: Sure. I have a disease where I have a new idea every twenty seconds and <laughs> That has led me to a life of different Mm -hmm. careers. I started out as a high school teacher, quickly went into executive cultural training, worked at a software startup, and then transitioned into the nonprofit public policy world. All of it, though, I ended up coalescing around marketing, sales, and training, and Because of that, when it came time to transition away from those things and into being more self-sufficient from a financial slash running my own business standpoint, it was really easy for me to launch the marketing piece. So I launched uh, a, a podcast and I do consulting with small businesses and then I also roast coffee because I just love a good cup of coffee.
0: absolutely how's how's coffee business going for us since we last spoke again about eight months or so ago
1: gosh (laughs) it's it's doubled in size since then we launched a coffee of the month club where you can get a different coffee from a different region every month and that made a big difference right there so people love that variety yeah
0: what uh, what was the 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 spark uh, to get the the coffee. That's pretty cool. That's a great idea. What was the spark for that?
1: Well, you know how I'm always like, so to have the signature blend, I taste a lot of different coffees from different farms yeah. and I realized like I have this vast knowledge of flavor of beans and not everybody likes what I like, which is sort of a deep chocolate caramel, rich coffee flavor. That's the yeah. hollow roast blend. And I end up tasting, you know, something that has more citrus, more cherry, more peach flavors. It's almost like tasting wines. And I thought, you know, I've got all these notes and people who love coffee are interested in variety. So I'll just give it a shot. And then I started talking to some friends and they were like, yeah, do that.
0: (laughs) So the Coffee the Month Club, like, you know, it's like a subscription and just a new pound of coffee shows up at your doorstep each month with a new flavor.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For 25 bucks. Nope. Yep. Holler com, baby. All
0: right. So 25 bucks a month. Is it, is it 16 ounces of, of ground, of not ground, but of uh, beans that you ground, you ground yourself?
1: Yeah. So it's 16. So it's a pound of coffee, whole okay. bean. And yeah, that includes okay. the shipping on that one. So I, I could really? not figure out how to package that one without building the shipping in. And have it work right because you can buy like you can do a subscription every month, or you can buy all twelve months at once, just to, or yeah, as a gift, right. right? Or six months or right. three months. So a lot of people are giving them away as birthday gifts. That's what I'm
0: saying. So that's what three hundred bucks, right? I mean, that's yeah. my financial planner skill set: twelve times twenty-five. So that's three hundred bucks, and you get uh, uh twelve pounds of very unique, uh, differentiated copy that essentially has cleared your. Taste buds for approval. you have The Nicole spa yeah. seal of approval. Oh, that's sweet, man. That so Holler, uh, What's the website again?
1: HallerRoast dot com.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. And, and, and you're getting these from all over the world, all over the country. Where where are you getting them from?
1: I get them from all over the world. I usually oh, buy direct trade, so that's direct from the farmer, which gets the farmer a little bit more money than fair trade. Right. And so the idea is to help because people who grow coffee don't get a lot of money for what they do and they get even less the, you know, the more middlemen you have in there. I do have an importer I work through, although this is exciting. So I just got in contact with a guy in Colombia who is, has figured out how to send directly to the U S straight to me. Really? Yeah. So I'm my Colombian being maybe like no middleman, which means then that that farmer gets more of the money. Well, how do you get the? I
0: don't want to go too far off because I want to talk about the workshop. But how do you get the the know the farmer specific just from Facebook or something like that? I mean, there's a dude in Colombia, a dude in (laughs) Zimbabwe or whatever growing. How does the cold sauce say, "Hey, dude in Colombia, let's talk"? How does that happen?
1: So when when you become a roaster, you meet other roasters. And they have relationships. And so, so like, this one is literally somebody I built a website with. Right. And he's like, Oh, hey, I roast coffee. And so we got to talking, and he just happened across this guy. Now, the other ways you start traveling and meeting people.
0: Right. Okay. That's
1: the not fun way to do it, right? When you have to go to other countries and see the world (laughs) (laughs) and taste
0: their coffee right there. Yeah, right that's there hard. on their farm,
1: yeah,
0: it's horrible. <laughs> hey, let me ask you a question. We had this re- con- communicated a little bit on Facebook on the uh, through uh, the Survival Podcast, but I have a good friend of mine who does uh, missionary work in Zimbabwe, and I had I forgot you had answered my question, but he was talking about the Zimbabweans uh, coffee growers are trying to up their game. I I'm drawing a blank exactly what the context was Nicole, but. You had said something about like uh, African imports or Zimbabwe. I forgot. Do you remember what we were talking about? I just, was just curious because I always want to ask you about that. Like, is there an opportunity there for an entrepreneur to reach out to Zimbabwean coffee growers and, and bring it back stateside? And 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 you had said something along those lines. I just forgot what it
1: was. Do you remember? Yeah. So to be an importer here, you have to figure out how to do all the customs stuff, right? This is why I'm not mm-hmm. doing that. You know. So when when you talk about return on investment of your time in your business. Right. I could do that. And then my job would change from being a roaster to being an importer of beans. And I would be uh. trying to sell those to all the other roasters. And while I do sometimes sell green beans, it's not the same. Like the, what I'm selling is the craft roasting. If you order coffee from me, I roasted it. I roasted it to order. I don't just have okay. it sitting on a shelf. And, you know, that's that's why people buy my coffee because it's very fresh uh, I, I roast it i ship it it's in your mailbox within a couple of days
0: so if you were to go the other route that would you could not be roasting and you can't wear two hats in that regard it'd be it'd be too much
1: a person could set up their business to do that it's not my goal to have that kind okay. of business yeah yeah
0: understood all right that's interesting all right that's like i think that's exactly what you said about the uh the issue there is that uh the importing would take away from your ability to actually do what you love which is roast coffee right, right. so hollow com, 25 bucks a month subscription nicole uh, seal of approval on the coffee i'm I'm buying this and then of course you know you can buy it for yourself buy it for gifts and whatnot that's pretty cool um well and- you know uh, i would uh, be
1: willing to set up a coupon code for your listeners
0: oh what, what yeah okay that's fantastic cool what uh what well, I mean, you want you want do can you do that right now? Like tell me what it is or what do you want me to
1: I, that, do you, that, do you to have do that? a membership program?
0: No, I don't know. I just uh
1: <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh, so, I, here's I, the deal. <laughs> <I just laughs> Why don't you have one of those?
0: Uh I I, I frankly don't know.
1: <laughs> well, okay. How about this? Heritage Wealth Planning will get you $2 off a pound oh. for the next 30 days.
0: Okay. So say and, so say it again. If you type in a coupon code of Heritage Wealth Planning yeah. at Hallerose dot com, you get two bucks a pound off for the next thirty days. Yep. What if you want the subscription thing? It'll be uh, instead of what twenty five bucks, it'll be twenty three bucks.
1: Yep. And here's what okay. happens on that: is um, my subscription software may tell you on month two that it's twenty five, okay. but then I go in and I retroactively like make sure that two dollars comes off. Okay. It's a, it's a tech thing. I mean, yeah. And if you're okay. buying, if you want to buy multiple months in advance, they would just need to contact me because that will take $2 off the whole $300 order. And if you email me, I'll make it the proper okay. amount, which would be 24 All right,
0: cool. off. So folks, yeah. The the easiest way probably, well, not probably just go to com, Uh, and just, I, Nicole just contact you directly say, how are you on the podcast? Uh, you know, we can get this done. Would that be I do not say it's the easiest way, but that would be something that they could do. Right, if they you're going to do, do uh,
1: multiple months. Do that if not, just type in "heritage wealth planning" okay, in the gotcha. in the coupon code, and it'll it's magic.
0: Well, I'm saying like a one time, like hey, I'll pay three hundred bucks, minus yeah, the, you know, two bucks, and then just call you to, or contact you directly, and just you can. Yeah, there's a contact you
1: know form at com. Okay. It goes straight to me. it Does not go to anybody okay. else.
0: Yep. Cool. That's fantastic. All right, cool. All right, so I know we got hard stuff, so I want to make sure we talk about the spring workshop, and so. If you go to a living free in Tennessee, Hey, Nicole's got a podcast. Uh, uh, just this, this must listen to for sure. How many episodes you got now? Like 150, 130 or something like that. Nicole, uh,
1: 139 just published. Okay. Two minutes before you called me.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Right on. That's two fantastic. Minutes. So, yeah. uh, so a, a podcast, uh, which you should subscribe to. And of course, anytime you subscribe to a podcast, always do the five star thing. Um, but I want to talk about this workshop. So, tell us a little bit about the workshop the 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 what you have going on nicole uh, the genesis of it uh, who's coming just you know i i this is just awesome uh, just go and take your time do whatever you gotta do but i just tell the, the audience about your workshop and how awesome it's going to be
1: okay so there was a point in my life where i was so miserable at my job and it was taking over All of my personal energy that I said, screw it. I'm going to start a podcast. So I have an outlet and I started living free in Tennessee. And I just talked about the homesteading stuff I did to begin with. And as that, it was like, it opened me up to realizing maybe, hey, I shouldn't stay at this job I hate. And it is time to transition. And I always knew, because I've worked for myself on and off my whole life, I always knew I would do something different. And as the podcast developed, I also had written a vision when we moved into our land, our property, to where the Holler Homestead, which is my my homestead, would be a place where people can come together and share ideas and create new products or movies or books or write your book right and we would come together and help each other do that and share best practices on on how to develop a homestead it, using both modern and ancient practices right and the thing that's always been in the way of that was a my job and b having the infrastructure in place and so mm-hmm. after about a year of doing the podcast I traveled to Jack Spierko's workshop and saw how he did it. And I was like, I can do that. And better yet, I got him to agree to come speak at mine the first year, which was last year. Oh man. So he really helped me kickstart the network of people who like to come to this workshop. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. And I don't have a building. I just rent a big tent. <laughs> I rent a big tent. It's like 1200 bucks for this tent. <laughs> But it keeps us dry, it keeps us warm. It's the last weekend of April, so 25, 26, 27. Three days of sessions that are about small business, startup, marketing, and homesteading activities. And then during the workshop, we are building a rocket mass heater.
0: I saw Um, that, man. That is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and
1: I'll tell you what, what's kept me from building those is how hard it looks on the CDs and the movies I've seen on YouTube. And like that's Wheaton, what kept me yeah, from doing, uh, yeah, Paul Wheaton stuff. And and he's right. great. Like, I love what he does, right. but it looks right. hard. <laughs>
0: exactly. I know. I know exactly. I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I got the skill
1: set for that. <laughs> yeah. And you know, what, what made it happen is Sean, who's one of our speakers from HackMySolar.com, he's like, yeah, we'll do this. It's what makes sense. He came and did an energy audit on my property. So he's going to talk about how to, you know, homestead or suburban home how to audit yeah. your energy use and figure out little ways you can be more independent.
0: That's awesome. And uh, and folks, I interviewed Sean, uh, probably one of my first, uh, hell, in the first 20 as well on hackmysolar.com because he is a, a homesteader uh, d- doing all sorts of different uh, ways for energy to turn to electricity. Not yep. just solar, but uh, it, it's just—I mean—it's just, it's, I mean, just fantastic—and he's got hackmysolar.com, so he's going to be a speaker there. I'm looking right now; he'll dive into energy and oversee the building of the rocket mass heater, which—which uh, which is freaking awesome. I—I I, just—that's fantastic. Now, Nicole, just for the uh, listening audience, tell us exactly what a rocket mass heater can do and what why is it so cool.
1: Okay, so when Sean came here, my house is perfectly situated for solar panels to go on the roof yeah okay like people who see my house get really excited about it. my friend uh david who did the aquaponics system with jack for me last year he was like i can't believe how perfect your house is for solar i'm like i know um and that's pretty expensive though it's it's, i mean it's not like sean can make it less expensive but i'm still looking at an eight to twelve thousand dollar investment Yeah. and the thing that uses the most power here is in the winter when it gets cold down at my well house, which is not perfectly situated for solar, by the way, it gets cold, pipes freeze, I'm in trouble. So I end up running heaters down there. We do wood heat in the house. I don't use much, like my heat is mostly free here. But that's where all my power goes. And he was, he, he and I went back and forth for a while. And he, he said, you know, what would be good is a rocket mass cedar, because what it does is mass. So it's a whole bunch of stone. Or masonry, and it has a very small burning chamber. And then it pipes the exhaust through all of this massive rock and then eventually up and out. And what happens is that rock or whatever it is that you're heating will probably do rock or sand, heats up and radiates heat back long after the fire goes out. Like some of them will radiate heat for like 48 hours. So you have this like one hour really hot fire. Right. It heats everything up and then radiates out. So I could feasibly go down there at two in the afternoon, fire her up, heat it up, and the pump house all night long on one of those nights when it's going to be below zero. Is heated without power.
0: How are you heating it now? Not electricity, right? Or, or how? I've how been would... using.
1: I have. Uh, I have pipe tape. I have run Good. electrical heaters down there. I have Good. in the last two years. I have been burning kerosene heaters because it's a little bit cheaper. Yeah. Okay. Wow.
0: So this rocket mass heater then uh because it's is warming the the rocks or the stones the same whatever will stay warm enough that way you don't need to use the other source and it will keep the uh the pipes in freezing. Yeah. Oh man that's just see stuff like and, and you're gonna build that on location during this workshop.
1: Yeah. Top to bottom. And, and the parts that look complicated when you're looking at it on video is how to get the, the, because there's a barrel and there's a burn chamber and there's exhaust, like getting that all level and perfect. It, it looks scary (laughs) and I'm sure it's not right, but it looks scary. And like being able to see exactly how the, how all those pieces come together. I think that's huge. That's huge.
0: Well, it looks scary because we've never done it before. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so, I mean, the only thing we've seen is a guy like Paul Wheaton do it on YouTube. And, you know, that guy's done 8,000 of them. And, uh, and, you know, he, there's another guy who probably doesn't worry about screwing it up because he's, he's confident enough to do it for me. I'd be like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. But watching, you know, like a guy like Sean do it from, you know, nuts to bolts, I mean, that, that, if nothing else, at least to give you knowledge of how it works. So you're a lot more willing to take on the enterprise, uh, even if you screw it up. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Yeah, and Sean is so good at telling you ways you can uh, just increase your energy independence anywhere, and he will be doing a session on that. I got yeah. Sandor Katz to talk about wild ferm- fermentation. Do you know who that guy is?
0: I, I do not. Uh, tell me so, about him.
1: One of her. the leading experts on fermentation in the world happens to live near me. <laughs> and no kidding. I was like, you know what would really round out this workshop? A fermentation session by Sandor Katz. And I looked at his website, and I looked at his teaching schedule, because he travels all over the place, showing people how or learning about different kinds of fermentation. Turns out, the weekend before mine, he's doing one at his place, which is about 25 minutes from here. So I sent him an email, and he was available. So he'll be there. Um. Yeah, it's going to be great, because you know, any question I can't answer is that guy, you know, he can answer questions I haven't thought of.
0: Now, when you're saying uh, fermentation, can you just go into that a little bit deeper? Because that, um, when I think about that, I think about yeast and stuff like that. But what's, uh, I don't know if that's the entirety of fermentation. What, what, is, what exactly do you mean when you're talking?
1: So, So any fermented food, and probably the one most people have had is sauerkraut, right? where you okay, take cabbage okay. Yeah, okay. and you put it in a brine and you allowed the wild yeast basically to in the air to okay. transform it. What fermentation does to vegetables and to, to meats and to every, into other things that you can ferment is it changes the enzymes. So they're more digestible. And of course it changes the flavor too. Yeah. And eating fermented foods helps improve your gut health so
0: oh that, okay the probiotic stuff
1: the probiotics, the probiotics are there answer. yeah ah, and okay, so for okay, every it. culture has a fermented food they eat if you look at it like anywhere in the world it's going to be sauerkraut one place or kimchi somewhere else they all have these fermented things they eat and in the u.s with the advent of commercial food and vinegar right we stopped fermenting we started making pickles instead of fermenting pickles we started making quick pickles with vinegar and salt and that fell out of our diet and i think that i personally think that has largely led to a lot of the digestive the increase in digestive issues we have in this country and yeah, yeah like it's it's a whole like it improves your like just having a really healthy digestive system helps you fight off the flu and the cold and all of these other things. So what's been happening is a lot of people are starting to ferment at home because our food system does not have like the FDA doesn't have a good grasp on how (laughs) to regulate it. So it's safe because the FDA does not like living things in our food. And guess what?
0: Fermentation
1: is all it's like cheese, right? Cheese is a fermented food, by the way. You're basically we, introducing we, a bacteria to the uh, to milk to make a flavor, and then you're turning it into cheese, and it's it's transforming the the milk fat into something more digestible.
0: But does is is the cheese not have live stuff for probiotics? I mean, and I,
1: I, I'm does. angry
0: about that, but it was, say again?
1: Yeah, cheese does.
0: But but don't we still we eat a boatload of cheese, though, right? I mean, so wouldn't that be... Yeah, I mean... That, be the uh, go ahead.
1: Well, so the FDA does like they've figured it out for certain things. It's just every oh. time somebody some- comes up with something new that's fermented, oh, right. it's, it's just the regulatory structures are I not gotcha. that well developed in that part of food. And so yeah. the way to do it is to do it yourself.
0: I got gotcha. Okay, right on. Understood. Yep, that's interesting. Um, that's I'm just curious, beer for me. I mean, I, I don't know, like when you brew your own yeah. beer, is that fermented with and it and has got like probiotic stuff in there too
1: or yeah and it's it's so beer the byproduct is alcohol okay and there is pro there there are like probiotic yeah. properties so if you think about kombucha you know what that is right i do not. okay kombucha <laughs> no. is like this probiotic drink that people are really excited about right now okay and it's fermented tea basically mm. and okay. then people add flavorings to it and it has a tiny amount of alcohol. That's because the ferment, fermentation process, uh, the byproduct uh, is alcohol. Yeah, and not so not for I, everything, but for for those for the the yeast good. fermentations. Yes.
0: And so when I say probiotic, I'm saying that just to kind of say the the gut, helping your gut. You know what I'm saying? Whatever, I just think it's probiotics like yogurt and stuff like that, and yeah, you're know, helping your gut to, uh, to digest stuff, and you know, just as good for your gut. It's interesting that. We've got so far away from that, man. There's got to be. I, I don't know. All right, let's keep going because I don't want to get too caught up in <laughs> the <So> That's interesting. <laughs> and but all but of these kind of the- conversations
1: happen at the workshop. You get to just yeah, dive directly. <laughs>
0: um, and we got. I saw you got. Uh, uh we. Well, who do I want to talk about here? There's a uh... Dixie. Yeah. Okay. So tell us about Dixie. Yeah. Keep, yeah. So Dixie yeah, so...
1: has a triple crown. She has through hiked the Appalachian Trail, the Pacific Crest Trail, and the one that goes through the middle of the country, I can't remember the name of right now. Um, Jessica Mills is her real name. Her hiking name is Dixie. She has a YouTube channel called Homemade Wanderlust, and she's going to talk about building her personal brand online because basically she was working, I think, as an engineer, quit her job, threw a backpack on, and started hiking and YouTubing about it and has built a whole business that way.
0: I love it, man. And she'll be there. Okay. Yeah, she's cool. great. And then we got, we got, uh, I want to talk about grafting trees. we got David Oswald from CiderHollowFarms.com about grafting trees. Tell us about him. Cause that's, I, that's, I love that. I haven't done it myself, but I've been, I've been following the idea of grafting. I think it's awesome. Tell us a little bit about this guy.
1: Yeah. So it's not just grafting trees. It's about building value from what you have. And if what you have Mm -hmm. are peach trees, he's going to talk you through how to graft those onto rootstock so you can have more peach trees or sell them, right? Or, you know, cherries or whatever. So he'll walk us through how to cut them right, how to match them up with the rootstock and how to do the graft properly so that it's likely to take. Now he did a grafting workshop a couple of years ago, that's the first workshop. That's how I got to know him. I went to his grafting workshop, okay, and did a great job. So, you know, last year he was here also presenting about how to make a cold smoker with an eighty dollars budget. <laughs> <This> <laughs> we'll be using stuff. that cold smoker Ugh. to cook the food at the at the workshop. As a matter of fact, Ugh. some of it.
0: Let's <laughs> just love. I mean, how, how can you not love this stuff? All right, and then you got. Uh, Brett Corrieri uh they will cover charcuterie
1: charcuterie <laughs> yeah
0: charcuterie i'm from Maine uh nicole so we don't pronounce things correctly so That's okay. what is charcuterie how awesome is that it sounds so sounds so
1: charcuterie is basically bad. all those yummy meats you like like pepperoni and bacon
0: yeah okay yeah so yeah. he's talking
1: about how to cure meats and he'll do a couple i think he's doing bacon and maybe Lardo and some, a couple of other things. And then he is also, so last year I didn't have a budget in place to, to pay somebody to help with the food. And somebody came in and traded me a workshop registration for it, and did a great job. This year I have a little bit more of a budget and Brett is coming in and just overseeing all of the meals with a helper. So there's like two people in the kitchen, which okay. will be, okay. so the food was good last year. The food's going to be great this year. And like, is he going
0: to go over techniques on this stuff, too? As, you know, oh, yeah. On the workshop? Okay. Obviously. Oh, yeah. 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 And then we got uh, Patrick Rohrman from mtknives.net. Uh, talk about Pat. So anyone who follows the Survival Podcast uh, uh, know, is very familiar with this guy. But tell us a little bit about what what's uh, going on with him at your workshop.
1: Yeah. So Patrick will be here. He was here last year showing us how to make a knife. And this year, is he's he showing us Patrick? how to sharpen a knife. <laughs>
0: where's where's he coming from this guy from missouri From Missouri. okay gotcha some reason i thought texas okay cool right on so he's gonna show us last year he showed you how to make a knife and this year he's gonna show you how to sharpen it okay yeah
1: and then here's the thing while he's here and he has all his stuff here i usually hand him all my knives to sharpen so you can like it costs a little bit extra to pay him to do that but i like make sure he gets all my knives sharpened (laughs) while he's here because it's great to have a sharp knife
0: crappy walmart tool he's doing it the real way to do it how you're supposed yeah. to do it to keep him sharp for many years to come yeah so it's worth the uh the fee uh to get the sharp and correct i think he charges a dollar
1: it. an inch it's not that much
0: oh man right on okay yeah. sweet so uh, oh that's fantastic so uh, you can learn how to do it watch this guy do it at the same time knowing he's doing it for you as well and then uh yep. that, so that's a pretty good takeaway to learn actually how to sharpen knives because something tells me a lot of people I know I don't know I just you know buy those tiny little tools those little grinders and and done but I don't know if that's the right way to do it and yet your knife collection is such a big deal uh, for all the meat you're cutting you're cutting all that stuff so oh yeah sharpen them is is a big deal um, then we got uh, was that Dory Mulder from uh, Forty Acres in a in a cave so what's uh, what is that Dory
1: or yeah Dory, Dory. yeah it's Dory she's and, so Dory reached out to me and was like, hey, what do I need to think about before I get onto property? And it was like at a really interesting time in my life. Podcast was relatively new. And I I was like, well, come on my show, do an interview. Turned out she'd found this property that had... It's a 40-acre property with like eight or 10 cabins, some of which are falling down, some of which are savable. The original homestead house. And then there's this huge cave and they built a restaurant on it (laughs) and so her idea was buy it they they convert the restaurant into a home a cave home and then they like do something with the cabins and she got it for a song because it had been right ignored for a couple Mm -hmm. years and so like she comes on my show about every six months now and talks about the progress they've done i have since gotten to go to 40 acres in a cave and she's gonna talk. So we did a site visit there and just talk to her how she can get money now from what she has by using things like Hip Camp and and things like that, so that she can use the money to rehabilitate it.
0: Gotcha. Now yeah. And so I'm just gonna talk ride? about
1: that. Hers is in Missouri in the. Oh, uh, okay. it, yeah. So hers hers is in the Appalachian, not the Appalachian, the other one, the Ozarks. Okay. I'm near the Appalachian Mountain. She's near the Ozarks. Yeah, so she's there, and it's right on a river where you can kayak. So it's a great location. Oh, We're doing a big aquaponics build there in May. And
0: she got that for a song because it's so you know run down. People are like, yeah, screw that. I'll buy something else. And yeah. And now she's there. Forty acres has a cave, and uh, and she's using it for workshops to generate income, which she can do to rehabilitate everything and you keep doing that five, 10 years from now, that that'll be worth more than a yeah. song. That'll be worth. Yeah. A, she'll a, be, a yeah. She'll
1: year. have a resort if she wants one.
0: Yeah. Exa- I was getting ready to think something like that. Exactly. Right on. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. It, it, it's showing you don't throw away stuff, uh, without knowing the true value of it. I mean, that's, I mean, that's what I look at. Like, look, someone got rid of it cause they didn't want to deal with the hassle, but someone else showed value in that and is able to probably to turn that to a, a pretty good investment property. If nothing else, you know what I'm saying? Oh Yeah.
1: Yeah. Plus, I and think we she likes the- being in the country, so she gets to be in the country.
0: Oh man! Last we got the Kurt uh, Kurt Dugger from Freedom Photography. And he'll talk about building a network before you need it. What does that mean?
1: Okay, so so Kurt is um, doing uh, into paramotoring, which is basically a parachute and a motor, and he flies. And. Nope. And so he decided awesome. he wants to be an instructor. He de- it's going to take him a couple years to get that done. And he called me. He's like, "What do I do?" And I said, "You start blogging about your story, yeah. because if you tell your story for two years, when it comes time to get get customers or students, they will have been following your story the whole time."
0: Yes, I man, that's oh, I love it. Yeah, so, so we, he's going
1: to talk about got, that. He's a great guy.
0: He got a parachute and a motor. Yeah, and uh, and he's blogging about about that that's uh well, i mean what do you do i mean you just go up there almost like a hot air balloon kind of thing and just look at the scenery and come back down or do you travel like that i mean what is what do you, i mean that, you, that sounds awesome but, you can travel
1: a certain distance with them the weather has to okay. be right and uh, okay. it's it's kind of like hang gliding meets parachute and then the motor is like a giant fan that's blowing the air okay so <laughs> <laughs> uh, i haven't seen I him just, fly yet i've just seen his flight videos he was gonna he was at 40 acres in a cave with me and it rained so when it's raining it's uh, not in a good condition for that so like every time we do anything he's like is there an airport nearby <laughs> so he can so he can go up in the air but that it, it'll be fun and he's also our cryptocurrency expert so oh, a lot of people talk to him about cryptocurrency and don't forget, so I'm gotta, doing a cheese. I'm yeah. doing a cheese making session, so I'm going to show how to make soft well,
0: cheeses. Yep. W- w- what's the soft cheese versus a hard cheese? What's the like uh, a yeah. chev
1: is a soft cheese. A mozzarella is a soft cheese. A hard oh. cheese you press and you age. Yep.
0: Oh, mozzarella, man, it's my favorite. Oh.
1: Yeah, it's so easy to All make right, so, dude. Why aren't you making mozzarella?
0: Why am I not making it? Yeah something i could do I'd yeah do, you I'd should come grow. to my
1: workshop i'll show you how
0: whoa you, <laughs> well no no you said it's so easy you, you're joke. i love monster are you i mean i can make that literally i can make it myself
1: yeah i have i show you how to do it um there it, it looks hard on youtube but there's a hack with a microwave that makes it a lot easier
0: Oh man, Nicole! I, you don't understand how much I love mozzarella. Oh, oh
1: you should be making it because you'll make the best mozzarella if you love mozzarella.
0: That right there. I mean, I mean, I'm just looking at the list. You got look. I know Sean. You know, I don't. I mean, I've heard of you know Jessica Mills. I've heard of her. Obviously, I know you, and then uh, uh, some of these other guys. You know, Patrick Warman. I I've heard him. But it, it just it's the ingenuity of I just American. I just just this, that's why I love this kind of people because it taking a freaking parachute with a motor a lady's getting a 40 acres in a cave i mean how much just how you know an 80 dollar cold uh poker i mean just the ingenuity in america is still it's just it's awesome and yeah. all these people are doing something because they enjoy it and yep. so like you said you quit and i call it a crappy old job you quit your crappy old job to go do you're like i can't take this anymore and just it's awesome all right so this is at uh and i'm looking and i know we both got hard stops here in just a second nicole but i uh, will let you, i promise I'll let you go in just a sec but this is we got 400 bucks for the whole thing is that it is that yeah it includes uh, food
1: and camping and so if you don't want to camp camping. food camping all the sessions um we have people bringing craft made spirits or or not spirits but you know like beer and whatever that right. they're bringing it to share <laughs> <laughs> If there are spirits there, we wouldn't talk about it. And <laughs> it, so it's it's a really good time. I think the relationships you make there at the workshop are great. We had a couple of businesses start at, after this workshop because they had a chance to just run things by people. And it's it's a really good time. If you don't want to camp, there are condos nearby that are, I think, 85 bucks a night for somebody you know like i have a couple people who fly in and they're like i do not want a tent i want my shower every morning and they stay there a couple people can (laughs) share one of those comfortably so
0: (laughs) and it's a lancaster Tennessee, which is we say uh, our east of nashville so anyone and that would be so that our east of nashville is going towards knoxville i presume right so between knoxville and nashville yep and then how far away would that be from like chattanooga like two hours it's a two-hour
1: drive from chattanooga uh, i think three and a half or four from atlanta if you drive and uh sign up at livingfreeintennessee.com
0: yep now i got i definitely put a link to the show notes um and this looks just like a freaking boatload of fun to Cole. all right so let's let you go because i know we, we but two things so folks if you want Nicole's coffee that she roasts herself right there in Lancaster, Tennessee, yep. uh, where she picks the beans for you. I mean, you're talking 300 bucks, you know, you saved, uh, two bucks a pound. So it's whatever that is, uh, two,
1: 24,
0: 74, Yep. uh, something like that. Yeah. Two, 24 bucks.
1: 76.
0: So for a whole year's supply, and that includes shipping. And then, uh, watch, listen to them, last time I interviewed Nicole about French press and why you'd want to do that French press too. But, uh, and then this workshop just sounds awesome. You're going to meet some wonderful people. Last, Nicole, I'll let you get out of here. But last thoughts on this. And again, I'll, I'll kind of have a better Excuse me a intro second. Intro. Yep. <laughs> yeah,
1: go ahead. Talk. <laughs>
0: Any last thoughts on uh on this? Uh, not just workshop, anything, what your business, anything you're doing for... Oh, just real quick. And you do help as a consultant. I mean, for a fee, you know, value for value service, uh, folks who are thinking about starting a business. I mean, again, you help me for a fee. I mean, I paid you a fee. I do.
1: And you I am me a consultant.
0: Okay, yeah. absolutely. And so if anyone's out there who's saying, you know something, I got this idea. Now, Nicole's not going to judge your idea, but she'll help you figure out ways to get that. I mean, Nicole has dealt with big-time conglomerates. And we're just talking for the podcast. Yeah. Uh, she isn't just some working with some guy that's based on his underwear. I mean, she's working with the big names, but... Her goal is to help more and more people, uh, get out there, be more entrepreneurial spirited. And that's, uh, and so she's gleaned some of the stuff for the big guys and is able to share it with you, uh, and you know, for not, I don't want to say domino fee because it sounds like cheap. It's not, but it's a fee that is worth it. And, uh, anyway, so anyone's out there and you know, you're sitting in your commute right now, you're frigging miserable. I tell you, man, like, talking to Cole or just, I think it's worth it. So anyway. That's thoughts, cool, and I'll, probably, I'll I'll be quiet. I'll let you get out of here. Anything, anything oh no, no! I, for? I,
1: as you said, I love to help startups. I love to help people figure out. Like one of the consulting, so one of the uh, phone consulting things I do is just helping people assess where they are and set priorities for their lives and get their like personal strategic plan in place. And that's all been taken from what I do in the corporate world, which is strategic planning and marketing development, right? Yeah, I just apply it to like the person instead of the corporation. I can do either. And I'm at livingfreeintennessee.com. That's where my podcast is. If you go there and fill out the contact form, you reach me, not a person I pay. And if you want coffee, it is hollerroast.com.
0: And you have um like an email that they can you know for like podcast updates and stuff like that they can sign up for contacts oh, yeah. on your okay cool yeah yeah all right nicole fantastic we love you and uh, i'd like to like I said do you interview here for a few months just to see how things are shaking out and sure. everything but uh I, I i don't i can't recommend you highly enough for folks and uh and that's great so much obliged you being on here and i will be ordering some coffee myself here uh as we get off this horn so I look forward to seeing it in my uh, mailbox once a month. I cannot (laughs) wait. With the little note
1: from me. (laughs) (laughs) Josh,
0: thanks
1: thanks so much for having me on. It was fun to catch up.
0: You got it. We'll see you. Thank you now.
1: Bye. Bye Bye-bye.